Welcome to the Entourage Podcast. My name is Paige Scott, and I'm going to be your host. Entourage Ministries gets its inspiration from Psalm 6811 that says, The Lord gives the command, and a great army of women proclaim the good news. Entourage is a multi-generational, multi-denominational, multicultural women's ministry based in Durant, Oklahoma. Join us today as we dive into truth from the Word so that your heart and spirit may be encouraged. Welcome to Entourage Ministries Podcast. This is Antoinette Weatherly, and I want to thank you for joining me. Today we are starting a new series entitled Evergreen, Rooted in Christ. And I am loving this topic, especially um, as I reflect on the Advent season and what it means to have received the promise of Christ Jesus. He is called the root of Jesse in Scripture, and when we get connected to that root, we begin to live a flourishing life, and we flourish in all seasons. And that's what we're going to be talking about throughout this series. Um, The word evergreen has been one of those words I have chewed on for several years. Um, A few years ago when I was thinking about what I wanted my ministry to be if I were to ever um, begin a ministry. I was contemplating different names of the ministry, and evergreen was one of those words that had captivated me. I'd always been uh, captivated with evergreens in that they they do. They remain green all year round, and I thought that's so interesting. And um, I wanted that to reflect the kind of ministry that I wanted to have, a ministry that was always in season, always fresh, and um, when I gave um, my pretend ministry the title Evergreen, I went ahead and I had a plaque made that I put on my desk that said Evergreen Ministries. Now, I don't know if I will ever use that, but it gave me a vision for my future. It was a motivation. And I had heard this word that whatever your ministry is or the message of your life, it needs to be something that you're willing to stake your life on something that you're willing to go to bat for. And I really believe that the message that we are invited into an evergreen kind of life in Christ is a message that I'm willing to stake my life on. It is essentially the message of the gospel, that we were separated and we were have been joined to Him. And because we have been joined to Him, we get to now bear the fruit that is Christ. We get to live flourishing evergreen lives. And to me, that is just so beautiful and powerful. It is a life-changing message because it is the message of the gospel. And um, later on, another area where I just cannot get away from this word evergreen is when I was creating a blog. And the kind of introduction and kind of premise that I'd given this blog was evergreen, that when we would live a life rooted and grounded in love, we would just bear fruit in every season. And that means through trial, through loss, through lack, through success even, that we would reflect the abundance that is in Christ, that we would have a flourishing life that was evident in every season. That's something I so enjoy about evergreen trees. There's this this dam that you have to drive over where I live that crosses over Lake Texoma. And every uh, winter, um, without fail, you look out over the forest below. You're several hundred feet up in the air, and you look out over the forest below, and it's so easy to spot the evergreens because all the trees around are bare or brown, and they're on their way to being bare. But then the evergreens are bright, fresh green. 
And it's so true of our lives in Christ that we, when we walk with Christ, our lives are that bright, fresh green that are so attractive to those um, looking into our lives. And um, the world, when they see that, when they see that life that we are in Christ, it attracts them in that, you know, it's like, how can you have walked through this season or that season and still be so full of joy? How can you still be producing so much hope and so much life in your life? How can you be flourishing when everyone else is barren? It's because of Christ. And so that really is kind of the premise of this series of what it is we're going to be digging into and focusing on in this season. And what better way to wrap up this year and begin the new year than to meditate on this connection that we have in Christ Jesus and the fruit that we get to experience and enjoy because of that connection. The word evergreen is defined as keeping its foliage. And again, we talked about that when when everything else is bare, an evergreen tree is still bright green. And the reason why, another definition, is because as old foliage is falling off, new foliage is already there to replace it. Isn't that amazing? New foliage is already coming into place as the old foliage is gone. So there's this perpetual renewal, this perpetual refreshing that is taking place. You know, I keep children in the afternoon or all day. And in the afternoon, I get a little break time when they take a nap, which is wonderful for me because I wake up really, really early every day and it's a long day for me. And so around the afternoon time, when the kids lay down for their nap, I get to refresh. I will make a cup of tea or a cup of coffee. I will stretch. Sometimes I'll um, put lotion on my hands, massage my hands, get my circulation flowing, get my heart rate up by stretching or doing a little exercise in my office. Whatever I can do to begin to refresh and reset for the rest of my day, because not only do I have the afternoon with the kids before they, some of them go home to be with their families, I also have the evening to look ahead um, toward with my own family. And I've thought, you know, I don't want to give my family my leftovers. I don't want to be exhausted by the time evening gets here and I'm too tired to engage with my daughters. I'm too tired to engage with my husband, or I'm kind of um, just disconnected during dinner time. I want to be fresh. I want to be alert. I want to have something to offer them. So that time in the afternoon of my refresh is vital. As I'm losing the leaves from the earlier part of the day, I'm in that moment, in that time of refreshing, I'm putting on new leaves, if you will, for the latter part of the day so that I'm experiencing this perpetual newness. I'm ready to engage with my family in the evening. And that is just a vital part of our everyday lives. If we want to be alert in this life, if we want to have something of value to offer those around us, and if we want to ourselves feel strengthened, we have to make this connectivity to Christ the focal point, really, of our lives. It has to become the focal point of our day-to-day um, conversation with Him, of our day-to-day prayer, that we really are receiving His refreshing. And as we move through this series, and even where you are right now, I'm speaking a divine refreshing over you, that you may feel like you're losing the foliage of the last season. You feel worn out and worn down 
It's been a long year, hasn't it? <laughs> and you're thinking, man, I'm, I'm needing the new foliage. I'm needing the new to come. The Lord is saying to you right now, the new is coming. You are going to bear fruit in the next season. You are going to have enough. There is no lack in Christ Jesus. There's no shortage in Him. And if you've experienced shortage in any way, either um, through feeling tired and exhausted in this season, if you've been um, struggling with sickness or with lack in finances or relationships have been struggling, I want to encourage you that you are evergreen in Christ and there is provision in Him. He has provided for any lack that you encounter in this life. That is His guarantee that we would live this life um, with provision with everything that we need in and through Him. If, if He didn't die to provide everything for us, then it's all in vain. If He didn't supply for your need, for your financial need in this season, if He didn't supply for that relational need in this season, then it's all in vain. And none of it was successful. None of His death, burial, resurrection was successful. If He can't meet the need that you find yourself in right now, if He can't meet the lack that you see in your life right now, then it was all in vain. The truth of the matter is He died for all of it. He gave His life so that you could be invited into and experience the abundant life of Christ. So be at peace. Feel assured in this moment. Um, feel assured in any season of lack that you may find yourself in or frustration or um, just tiredness that He is here to refresh. There is fresh foliage coming. It is the promise of the life that we have in Christ. It is our in Christ reality. And that is my prayer over you. Paul picks up on this message. I believe it is in, let me find the verse. When Paul writes in Philippians 4.11, to be content in everything. I'm going to read it. In Philippians 4.11, he says, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Paul has discovered something that is it's bigger than himself. It's bigger than just um, any like personal conviction or just um, trying really hard to, to live this amazing life of endurance. Paul has connected to a secret. He's connected to a secret source or a root, if you will, that is Christ. It says he has learned. This wasn't something that he made up. He learned this through relationship with Christ and through a life of experience that Christ is always going to show up in my need. Whether I'm hungry or full, Christ is there to provide. Whether I am abounding or I'm experiencing lack, Christ is going to show up and He is going to provide. And in all these things, I can be content. I can be content in any season because I know that I am connected to the root that is Christ, and He is going to show up, and He is going to provide. As a young woman, when I first encountered this scripture, Philippians 4.11, it really attracted me because in childhood, I had experienced some of this. 
you know, I come from a family um, where there was a, a drug addict in our family within our household. And our reality was that there were occasions when we would come home and certain provisions would just be gone. Um, in one season of my life, it was the vehicle. Our car was just gone. We just woke up one day and these things were gone um, for the purpose of, you know, of uh, providing for or um, furnishing um, drugs for this particular member of our family. And of course, it was disheartening um, to wake up to lack. And there would be seasons, you know, without a vehicle. We lived in the heart of Dallas, so we would then have to walk everywhere. But, you know, I remember one Christmas walking to a store. We were preparing for the Christmas holiday, and we walked to the store, and we were able to buy all of our household provisions and gifts on this particular trip. And we carried these bags um, back to our home several miles. <laughs> we're, we're talking a couple of miles. And I was just a young girl with my family um, carrying all these bags back home. And I look back on some of those instances in our life and just how the Lord showed up, how He provided even for that Christmas, and how He provided joy even in some stretching circumstances, how when there was lack, He came in and He filled the need. You know, fast forward to when I um, was first married. When I was first married, the first year or two of my um, marriage were a shock to me. You know, I had these fairy tale ideas of what marriage was. I really believed that marriage was for me. <laughs> I have since learned <laughs> that is not the case. Marriage is not for me. It's not really for anybody. The purpose of marriage is to lay your life down in love for another person. It's a life of sacrifice. And that was shocking to me as a 23-year-old um, who had thought, you know, I won the lottery. This this man's going to make all my dreams come true. He's going to do everything that I that I ask, and and all of this is to to fulfill all of my selfish needs and requirements. Unrealistically, of course, it's all uh, very unrealistic. And so when I realized that that was not the case, that really just set me on a tailspin. That first year and a half of marriage. I felt so lost. I felt so um, disillusioned, so disappointed. And it was not a reflection on my husband. He was doing a fine job. <laughs> but I had these wrong expectations. I had a lack mentality. I was operating out of um, a lack of understanding, a lack of wisdom concerning marriage. But in that season of operating out of lack, it was the Word of God that sustained me. It was the Word of God that taught me love, that taught me to um, sacrifice for my husband, that taught me to look into my husband and see every good thing and to relish every good thing and honor every good thing that he was doing. The Word sustained me. I might have felt as if I was in a wilderness season, that my tree was bare, but because of my connection to the Word of God, I experience the fruit of God, and now our marriage flourishes. We are, we have a very healthy, wonderful, fulfilling marriage where there is um, this mutual um, servant-like heart toward one another. We both want to lay down our lives for one another. It is a competition in who can outdo one another in honor and in love, and that is only because I decided to connect to the root I decided to connect to the Word of God and to begin to bear His fruit, to connect to that flourishing life. 
another instance in my life is when I was um, praying over ministry. You know, that's we're talking a couple of decades of praying over my ministry and what it would look like, the call of God in my life, what it is, where I'm going, my purpose, and trying and failing a hundred times and becoming discouraged over and over and over again, trying to figure out what direction He had called me to and what I was going to do. And Lord, when is it going to finally happen? When are the promises finally going to come to pass? And it was exhausting, y'all. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. It's an exhausting way to live when you're striving, trying to make the promises of God happen. But what sustained me in and through that season was the Word. It was those promises. I would continually remind myself of the promises of God, that His promises are, are yes and amen. His Word was that root that kept me growing, kept me alive and fresh and full of vitality and able to endure the hard seasons of uncertainty of doubt, of the feeling of wanting to give up and just throw the whole thing out. It's the Word of God. The Word of the Lord can carry you through anything, through any season. He will cause you to be fruitful when you're in a desert. He will cause you to flourish when everyone else around you is barren, when there's no fruit, and when there's such a strong sense of lack. And if we look at this year that we've experienced So many people operating in fear. So many people uh, just not knowing what to do. And there's a lot of loss that we've experienced this year and a lot of lack that we've experienced. And I know that I have friends now who are recovering from COVID. I have friends now in the hospital that we're believing for their restoration and their complete healing. There's been loss this year. There's no way around it. We've experienced financial loss this year. But what sustains us has been the Word of God. What causes us to be fruitful and to manifest the fruit of joy and peace that has been the root that is Jesus Christ. We keep this word before us. We keep the word of God before us and we find that we too can confess what Paul confesses in Philippians 4.11 when he says again, Not that I speak in regard to need, for I have learned in whatever state I am to be content. I know how to be abased, and I know how to abound. Everywhere and in all things, I have learned both to be full and to be hungry, both to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. This was a word my mom told me all the time growing up. It was the theme of my high school year. She told told me this word almost every day. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. When we connect to that root, we can do all things through Christ. We can face any kind of lack, any, any kind of loss, and any kind of success. Sometimes success, too, can play such a demand on us that it is draining. Success, um, oftentimes, when you are successful in any area of your life— Um, There will be a demand placed on that uh, to produce more, to do more here. This is really good. We need more of this, more of this. Uh, You experience this in motherhood. You experience this as a wife. You experience this in work, in your career, or in your talents. 
um, anytime, like, have you, if you're a creative person, anytime you create something, people automatically want to tell you, oh, you should sell that. I know I tell people that all the time, like, oh, that's so good. You should sell that. (laughs) There's this automatically this demand placed upon success and success can be draining and you can feel like you don't have enough to meet the demand. And that too, Christ is efficient. Christ is enough. He has provision for every season that you're moving in. And one of the ways that I begin to tap into the provision of the Lord is through prayer. Even um, on my way today to film this podcast, um, I'm in a stretched season right now. It's the holiday season. I'm doing a lot, serving in a lot of places. And when I begin to feel like, oh God, there's not enough. There's a lack here. I don't think I have enough to share. I don't think there's enough within me. I press into prayer. So on the way here, even in the car, which the car, y'all, when you're on a drive, that is the time. That is the throne room of God, I'm convinced, (laughs) is commutes. Commutes are all about getting to spend some time with the Father. And so I just began to pray and to confess His provision over my life, to confess my identity in Him. And that begins to nourish me. It strengthened me. And that is just my go-to. If When I'm feeling weak, when I'm feeling tired, it's an indication that I need to pray. I need that divine refreshing. The same way I stop midday to have my tea and to stretch, I have to stop um, whenever that need arises and refresh with the Word of God, refresh through prayer, through um, worship, whatever it takes to reconnect to that root and to become consciously aware of what He has provided for me. In Philemon, it says that our faith is made effectual through the acknowledgement of everything that we have in Christ. Our faith is made effectual. I want my faith to be effective. I want my faith to be successful. When I'm believing for something, when I'm stepping out in boldness to do something that He's put on my heart to do, I want it to be effective and successful. The way that I can experience that is by acknowledging every promise that has been given to me in Christ Jesus. That means putting the Word of God in my heart. That means constantly putting my identity in Christ before me and meditating on that. I pray that you would experience the evergreen kind of life, that you would begin to put Christ in front of you that in Christ realities, that you have been invited into a flourishing, abundant life in Christ. And there are manifold promises made um, available to you through Him that we get to have laid out before us like a feast in the Word of God. So I pray that you feast on His Word. And I pray again for that divine refreshing. Father, I thank you that every listener would experience your divine refreshing in this season that they would experience a touch, a fresh touch from the Lord and this reality that they have been grafted into Christ. They've been united to Christ and everything He has, everything He is, has been made available to each one of us that we can truly flourish in every season. We can live a life that is evergreen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. For more information about Entourage Ministries, visit our website at entourageministries.com or visit us on Facebook or Instagram. 